Welcome to Up the Blues, the Waterford FC podcast. I'm Adam Mundy. I'm joined as always by my co-hosts Martin Cullerton and Evan Cullerton. Lads, how's it going? Well, Adam, how are you? Feeling a bit better. Feeling a bit better. Um, obviously, apologize to the listeners. We didn't have an episode last week when we had originally planned to. Had to get some uh, emergency dental surgery done, so uh, literally could not talk. All you would have heard was blah, 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 from me. So uh, with my gums are so swollen, so uh, would have been wouldn't have been very entertaining, or maybe really entertaining, but not very informative anyway. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm much better now, though. Thank thank God, dental work is 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 a load of shite. <laughs> Good, yeah. Good, yeah. Oh. Adam, how are you? Uh, Adam, Evan, how are you after our dip? I was swimming there, lads. I I feel wonderful. Fantastic. Sure. So it's the week. It's the week for it. The weather has been unbelievable. Sure, last little while. So you have to take advantage while you can. I say the pool gets used about three times in the calendar year. I'd say, does it? Oh, maybe one. Oh, there you go. So <laughs> he's only have to have it a three calendar days. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So there you go now. So. Right, well, we, we have a few things to touch on match-wise. Anyway, luckily, for, for once, there's not a whole lot to talk about kind of outside the games. Uh, there's been no kind of updates on uh, the court case, as far as I'm aware. Martin, you might know if there has been, but I don't believe there's been any updates. Yeah, no, no. We're still waiting for sentencing. So, yeah, nothing ready to add there. Um, so, yeah, I suppose we'll just go through the games, really. The first one, we're only just going to really touch on it because it was just a load of shite really uh obviously we went away to longford um this was on the just trying to find the date here for the date handy prepared 27th of may i believe is what it says here 27th of may yeah away to longford this was the game that um ronan missed through suspension if i'm remembering correctly That that is the one and it appears he was a massive miss because uh, just came away with a very bland nil all. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, actually, just described the entire game there. To be fair, um, you know, look, if there was any game that we we're going to miss running in, not miss running in, but if any game that we could afford to miss him in, but then I suppose a nil all draw will do. Um, would have been nice to get the win, but I suppose look, we kept the clean sheet, so it is what it is. The lads looked not like they looked kind of dangerous in the first half. Like there was a couple of attempts of an attack and stuff, but it kind of fizzled out fairly quickly and it was not really made of it so it is what it is and on to the next one I suppose really yeah like I didn't really think too much about it at the time but like kind of yeah. looking back at it a couple of weeks later seeing you know the Galway not not last match week but the match week prior uh, dropped points to Bray again it kind of seems like one of those games where we'll look back at it and think oh, if we'd gotten you know three points there yeah. instead of one you know could have helped with that gap a little bit so yeah, you know, at the time, Galway had won that that day, so it wasn't really that big of a deal at the time. But seeing then the next week that, you know, mm. Galway slipped up. You know, they're not going to slip up very often this year, as we've seen. So well, they well they, the last time they slipped up was actually, uh, as far as I can remember, was against Longford. They actually lost one on. Um, that was it, and that was the yeah. if I remember that was the week we lost against. Wexford that was the week we lost against Bray? Wexford, Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So there you go. So. Uh, one of those, one of those things, really. One of those ones that, you know, wasn't the end of the world on the day, but just kind of frustrating in hindsight that you know it's probably yeah. gonna these kind of games are probably gonna be the difference makers. Aside from the fact that we're yet to beat Galway this year, that obviously doesn't help either. No, um, you know that never helps your cause when you're fighting for a title that you can't beat the person that you're fighting with. But yeah, sure. however, it is what it is. Not. 
Anything anyone wants to touch on with this Longford game before we kind of move on to the next two, which were a bit more positive? None that I can think of, no. Fairly uneventful. No, great. I'm sure our listeners will be buzzing as well. Let's just move past it. So then on, let me just get my dates again here. On the 2nd of June, we were back at home in the RSC. Love to see it. Playing against, playing against uh, Treaty United. That's the one. We obviously played them, uh, you know, a, a few weeks back, and just kind of made fools of them in their own ground, and we didn't didn't look like we were going to do anything different. Uh, probably one of the best sort of first half performances we've seen all season, really. Um, can't be, yeah. you know, can't be a bad thing going in, uh, you know, into your dressing room at halftime five nil up. Yeah, I'd say they probably last probably just went in, just had a laugh. Yeah, well. At the same time, I suppose we went in. What was it? We went in against that loan before a couple of weeks or a few weeks before. That was what was a four nil up or something. We went in something like that, um, and it was a little closer than it, it came in close the anyway. It came to four three in the end. So maybe there was a kind of an element there of, oh, look, we won't, uh, we won't just assume we have it won. But I think if that had been, you know, maybe a couple of months prior, it would have been a case that the lads might have just came out and just passed the ball around and said, ah, oh, we've not left to do here. And maybe ended up conceding, even if it wasn't detrimental, we did end up winning the game. You know, maybe not kept a clean sheet, but they came out just as hungry in the second half as they were in the first, to be fair, um, which was great. Yeah, like, Especially when you're going in with that much of a lead in the first half, it's hard to do that. But that's it. Like when you look at the timeline of the game and, you know, that kind of sums it up really. So just to go over the, the sort of first half scores, this was a game where we had lots of different scores, which is nice to see. Uh, our friend of the podcast, Chris Con clark uh, got off the score sheet uh, 15 yeah. minutes in which is great you know it's first goal for the club great goal great goal uh, good goal yeah made it made a you know made it all himself really you know took on the defender went one way went the other put it in you know maybe question marks over the goalkeeper maybe he could have got a stronger hand to it but you know he still did a great job to even create the chance himself Um, so it's good to see him uh, get his goal mm-hmm. Um, and then he played really well for the rest of the game as well Uh, yeah. Shane Knocked in, I think then Chris set up Shane's goal, uh, Shane's yeah, first goal of the game. Yep. Um uh just after the half an hour mark, Giles got in from a from a corner. Uh, uh, in 38 minutes. Yeah, then made a four and then Ronan made a five then just before the half. Yeah. Then I think this was the real difference maker for like what you were saying, Martin, that you know, didn't you know whether they come out and just pass it around and then you know maybe get caught out. Didn't really happen. Shane scored the second sort of 10 minutes into the half and then Keith immediately made a rake of changes yeah. uh, to get, give the lads some rest. So I think at that stage, once you've scored six goals and there's only like 35 minutes left of the game, I think it's you're fairly safe to start making your changes and start wrapping things up. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough in that match, actually, not just speak about changes, um, I'd nearly put money on it. Evan was only saying it to me. So he actually mentioned it at the match. But I'd nearly put money on it. The three, he made six subs. Now, if you look at the FAI Connect app, it only shows five, which of course it would do because you don't want to have that kind of obvious. But I'm nearly sure they made a sub very near the start of the match due to an injury. And then immediately, they, yeah, and then it, they nearly had a double sub then at some point. And then they it had did. a triple sub then or a double and a single or whatever it was in the second half. Like they made, I'm okay. fairly sure they made six substitutions. Um, like if I'm going purely, is, yeah, because if going, you go off the apps, it, it doesn't show it. 
Yeah, as I'm going on, I'm looking on Sofa Score, which is where I usually yeah. get my stats from. They are not affiliated with this podcast. There is other apps available to look at your stats. Um, <laughs> we are not affiliated with Sofa Score, but I use Sofa Score personally. I yeah. see one in the 18th minute, two in the 61st minute, 61st minute, and then two in the 77th. So uh, yeah. I don't recall. I was watching the match on Another Way TV. I don't recall seeing a uh, sixth sub. Yeah. So. Now, maybe, maybe, maybe we're wrong, but Evan said it to me, and I was thinking about it. I was like, actually, hang on a second. They actually did make well, six look, Let's Evan again, speak for himself. Evan, what go on, Evan. Tell, what, us, what? tell us your point of view on this. I don't know anymore, boys. It's going to be true for you. I knew he was staying coy for that reason. I think it, it was five at the moment. I felt like six. Fair they all look the same. They all played the same. They're <laughs> all shit. Can say that. They're all, all shit. All Limerick fellows look the same. Okay. Um, yeah, no, because I remember it pissed me off because it came to a point where was it actually was a Chris? Yeah, I remember it was the nasty hit. Um, uh, and Chris went down, and I was there thinking, yeah. ah, fucking trees after getting six subs, and they couldn't let us fucking sub off him. You know, <laughs> could be seriously hurt. Your playing could be detrimental. And I was going mad there, but um, whether he actually made it. They made six subs and up, but it, yeah, maybe the kids that they felt like six, but Evan said it to me. I was like, actually, hang on, I think they did. But um, again, I could be wrong to be fair. But yeah, if they didn't make six, it felt like six. But yeah, no, rake of subs were made. Um, some first team minutes again back in, you know, some of the younger players, Romeo, uh, got a few first team minutes again, uh, yeah. just about a half hour or so. Um, Mansfield got about 40 minutes, uh, you know, Scott. so. Yeah, it was good to see, see lads getting, getting the young some... lads getting a run in again. So, absolutely. Um, suppose you can afford it when you're six nil up, can't you? Yeah, so. well, that's the thing. Look, that's what was good, just to kind of consolidate that. Like, if we hadn't scored, after you know, maybe he didn't wouldn't have made those changes to like the sixty fifth or the seventieth minute. Uh, yeah, exactly. In fact, we kind of scored so early in the second half. It just it's a bit of a no brainer. You can work away on it. Yeah, especially look when we had you know you know we've matches coming thick and fast. Really, you know with you know we're going to talk about the Kerry match, which is the Monday afterwards. So when you have two games in, in quick succession, it's just smart yeah. to to make those changes. Um, I suppose we did also mention that uh, there was a seventh goal we haven't brought up yet. So uh, in, in yeah. the dying the dying minutes, uh, Roland stepped up to take a penalty. It was actually saved by the goalkeeper, which who didn't have a great game, but he, he saved the penalty. But uh, Th- Thomas was on hand to, to to knock it past him on the rebound, uh, which was yeah. good awareness for which him. was happy to see. To be fair, because I was actually I would liken him to um, take the penalty just to actually give him a chance to get his first uh, first goal for the club. Um, but you know, I'm glad to see they didn't end up getting the rebound. Um, I did notice as well just before the penalty was taken, they were kind of you know sorting out who was going to take the penalty or whatever it was. And Roland had the ball and he had it picked up and he was fairly confident he was taking it. And um, Connor was making a couple of uh, a couple of um gestures, I suppose, and throwing a few shapes to try and take the penalty himself. Uh, <laughs> shouting down to Keith and Rennie trying to you know, uh, I suppose try and get the go ahead to take the penalty. Um, which he didn't get, and he didn't seem too impressed by. But, I wonder what that's about then. Do they have a set like? Would they? Would, you yeah, know, is, is Connor next in line? Roland on the pitch, like so. Yeah, like I imagine if it wasn't Roland, it would have been Roland. Maybe it was a case that Roland, that Roland was off at that point actually. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, Roland um, would have been off. Yeah, so Roland, it would have been Roland. Yeah, yeah it would have been Roland. Then Roland, I imagine, was next or whatever it was. Well, this but this is what you'd wonder. Maybe Roland wasn't next. Maybe, maybe, Connor maybe, he's, yeah, next, maybe he just said, "I had the ball now. It's my ball." You know yeah, I was I mean? trying to remember. Was it, <laughs> was it Roland who won the foul? 
Was he? Did he? Did he win the penalty? I'm trying to remember. I don't. I don't it remember. Was, the penalty. was Sabawale? I think. Sabo I thought it was Sabawale. Yeah, but then I was wondering why he would grab the ball. And sort of, I think he was. Closest, thing I, could, I think it was just Casey. He was closest to it and said, "Right, that's my." You do see that sometimes. You know, the person who won the penalty wants to take the penalty, especially. That'd be fair enough. Like, far, so. yeah, that'd be fair enough. I suppose if our fellow that won it wasn't the right back. Yeah, well, look, it's not like it's not, it's not like it was a game-changing goal, like so. That's true you know, too. You know, that's I, true yeah, too. If there was me, like I wouldn't mind. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't know. It's yeah. a bit of a bit of a weird. I didn't notice, uh, you know, Connor have an issue with it. So it's a good spot for me. Yeah. For oh, well, maybe not. Maybe not an issue. Maybe, look, maybe not an issue. I'm not trying to say that uh, there was that malicious in it, but yeah. there was definitely gestures. Maybe he was just trying to get clarity on who was to take it, but it did look like he was a little bit annoyed, shall we say. Um, when it wasn't him taking it, he kind of maybe threw the hands up there. But again, look, fair enough, I suppose, when you're up by that moment, you kind of want to just get a goal yourself. And maybe he just thought he was better suited to it, whatever it was. We don't know what's going on in training. So that's the thing. Yeah. All yeah. of one, anyway. Still ended up in a goal. And it's, I'm glad to see Thomas getting the goal as well um, and getting on the, uh, the score sheet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any more thoughts on the treaty game? I think uh, again, actually it was we just mentioned but yeah, it was it was Evan actually uh, got food at that game. And normally when I, Evan gets food, you know what, it. lads? Everything the whole the whole um uh, what what do you call it that I do? The rituals like Evan wears the same clothes to every match. He didn't wear the same clothes to that match. Whenever he gets whenever he gets food, we lose. We won that match after he got food. So maybe things have done a flip. I know we're halfway through the season. I know we weren't technically halfway through the season for that game, but we're halfway through the season now. So maybe it's not the flip. That things. could be it. That could be it. I could be the catalyst for a league title charge here, lads. <laughs> if it happens, we know who to thank. Yeah. Send That's your right. flowers to, to Evan Cullerton by Ross. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> so you can drop me into the shop. Yeah. I'll literally be there, don't okay, host the rent. I'm there. <laughs> he'll actually collect them we'll take them off at the counter <laughs> uh, so as I said Monday just gone then we had the the, the game away down in down in Kerry that we were hopeful to go to but uh, it didn't work out in our favour unfortunately it would have been nice apologies lads apologies uh, not good Thanks, enough but, Sorry, you know that's... Sure, look, it's a long season. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get there next time. Sorry about that. Imagine uh, three uh, growing men here, lads, doing a podcast, and two people are relying on one individual to drive. That's disgraceful. Sure, know what I mean? Nah, sure, look, hopefully we'll get there. I think Kerry away is again. I think it's September, is it? I think it's somewhere in that time. So, um, hopefully we'll try and get down to that one anyway. Yeah, exactly. Looks, it's a, it's a, it's again. I know the ground is small and everything like that, and but. Jeez, the surroundings are amazing. You know, even I was again just watching it on the stream, the mountains in the background, and everything. She looks like a beautiful place to play football at the very least, even though they don't get many results. At least the scenery is nice. Yeah, you're saying the pitch isn't nice as well, I suppose. That is well, that's that's that is a shambles. Yeah, that pitch. yeah, like when you when you can see, like when you're watching an NOI TV stream and you can see the AstroTurf beads or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah, you know, kicking up whenever the ball bounces. That's what you know as a shambolic pitch. I would hate to play on that pitch. Yeah, you know, going in for a tackle, you'd rip your whole knee open. It's like, oh, absolutely. One thing I will that. say though is the lads done well to adapt to it. You know what I mean? Because the lads, have, in yeah. fairness, they play on mostly decent surfaces. Like the surface in the RSC is actually very good. Um, you know what I mean? So playing on 
a poor, or in this case, a very poor surface, um, could take a little bit of getting used, and it could be the fall of a team. You know, you should be able to see with Jurgen Klopp's excuses, I suppose, week in and week <laughs> out. Um, the grass was a millimeter too long. That's why they. Did, that's why we lost to Bournemouth. But um, should see some of the pitches I had to play on this year. Fuck me. What should see some of the pitches I had to play on this year. Fuck me. <laughs> He's complaining about that. That that that'd be the top pitch in, in, in where I play anyway. <laughs> Um, you know what I mean so for the lads that I suppose to adapt to it that quickly and then still come out with a, a game like they did is, is fairly decent you would have been happy with a couple you know a 2 or 3-0 win I suppose with a to pitch that well, like, to be fair it actually it played to our strengths really because you know we, we like to try and hit teams you know yeah. we, we do have pace in, in the in the forward line you know uh, Ronan does like to peel off the defenders so you know having that extra bounce on the ball did actually kind of work in our favor a good a good yeah. bit at the time. We were able to sort of create those counters a bit quicker because you know the bounce of the ball, uh, you know, off the ground was kind of causing a bit of chaos with the center halves, and we were we were just springing on that. So, um, I don't think the lads minded at all, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Just sorry to just cut you off there, Martin. Your your no, father, work, you work your, your father has just pulled up outside my house. That's an interesting one. That is sure. an interesting one. Fair enough. There you go. Don't know what he's out that far, but look, you might keep us an update on that one. So <laughs> <laughs> for that information. No worries. I was wondering where he was. But anyway, sorry, back to the matches, lads, because none of you here or my father is outside of his house. There you go. Uh, yeah. anyone wants context on that, actually, my father is uh, Evan's father's brother. So like there is, it's not as if he's just put randomly pulled up outside of Fella's house. Like it's... I don't know who this person is. <laughs> Lads, I introduce you every episode, and you have the same surname. I think people that's have true, yeah. at some point that yeah, you're related. So it's a great point, actually. Uh, to be fair. Can I can I just say something about the commentary and Kerry? Please yeah, do. please do. I, I felt like I was back in school I, since the leaving start has just started. It's like when the teachers are kind of saying, "Oh, you have exams. You're leaving start coming up soon." The old I felt like ninety percent of the game was these lads are have to leave and start now. So it's going to be a what are they going to do for training? <laughs> that was 90% of what I remember them saying. They did bring actually, up a couple of times that a few of the young lads have their leaving start coming up. Sorry, yeah. can we also actually just mention it, now that we uh, mentioned it as well about commentary, just got back to the treaty game. <laughs> there was a, um, an interesting statement there for the treaty oh, game. Before the treaty, let me just pull it up here actually. Um, just in case anyone might have missed this, I got a great buzz off of it. But essentially the treaty manager prior to the match said, um, and I'm just going to actually read this out because I didn't get a great buzz off this. Uh, he had a, an interview with the Limerick leader and he essentially said, um, it's everyone expects Waterford to beat us, but if they beat us, they will have to earn it. So we just need to go out and put in a performance. You have to show grit. We are a fully amateur club and we have a fully amateur team. You have to realise that all these boys are working. They're all getting home from their day jobs. For example, last week, one of our players is a postman and he did 18,000 steps before we played Galway. The Callaway boys were up sunning themselves, relaxing. This is what we're up against. But no excuses. The lads, are, <laughs> the lads and we as a group now have to show that resilience and grit that we have and, are, uh, and just dig in there and have a, a great performance. Get a great performance next week. So no I just excuses, love the fact that he said no excuses, excuse. but one, the lads a postman. Yeah. Um, there was a, like, like I said, that a treaty player went down and got taken off fairly early into the first half I'd yeah. love to know if that was the postman and he just ended up having to cover somebody else's route that morning and ended up kind of work, walking I'm just, the 8,000 steps well I'm just concerned like if he is injured like how are people going to get their post 
Like, I, like if I have an Amazon package coming, I'd be fair worried watching that. Like, Evan, can you shed any light on that situation? Can I just say the views of the postal service are not the views of my own here? (laughs) (laughs) Can you shed some light on that situation, Evan? In a hypothetical scenario, Mm. let's say a Mm. postman um, played uh, a team that was outsunning themselves prior and ended up then getting injured playing that match as an amateur player playing in a professional league, apparently. Um, What would happen to the people waiting to get their post? Realistically, that's not my issue, but, <laughs> okay. but uh, I'm sure there's a phone number they can call. Yeah. But there is always a postman on standby. Is there actually? But there's a postman in the wings. His job there is... is there is. Well, no, that makes sense because my postman was on holidays last week and I had yeah. someone else delivering my post. Exactly. It's not like the post stopped last week. Someone else. Oh, yeah, no, of course. Instead. But I mean, like, is it as in like somebody else just adds on to their route or is there no, actually no, no, no. Like a postman, There's a postman who is there for this reason? That is a savage job. That is brilliant. So he knows all the routes. So he covers whenever someone's missing. That's surely like the most senior postman. Like, you know, you've been I was just going to say, no, is no, this no. typically like a nearly retired individual? Yeah, yeah. No, this, this, this would be the young game. lad. Ah, Go away. He has to learn all the routes and he's just going to sit no, Realistically, there'd probably be, he would have to make a phone call to the, the other postman in case he gets fucked something up. But <laughs> normally, like, they would get a quick run around on the route and be like, with their notepad and they write down everything. You think that they'd give it to the, the most senior person just to let them chill out? Like, if oh, there's God, no, no need, yeah. like... God, no. oh, so that's, that's an interesting that's, insight. Anyway, lads, sorry to, digress the, sorry to digress in the football, but an interesting insight to the uh, on post service. It was. Yeah. Um, um, so well, anyone to... needs to know the price of a, of a package. <laughs> Evan, tell us, go on. How much are the stamps nowadays? Just like, the, well, like a normal envelope or? No, just a stamp, Evan, just a stamp. Just 135 for Ireland, including Crazy. the North. <laughs> including the North. And we'll then it it's that. 220 oh, oh, for okay. anything outside of Ireland. In that is in a small normal postal envelope. Evan, you work for gangsters. That is disgraceful. That price increases. That statement has nothing to do with me or my views on my (laughs) employers. Right. Anyway, yes. Sorry. Yes. The the Uh, trendy manager can't stand the old address. Go back to Kerry, actually. So yes. uh, but yeah, the commentary, the commentary in Kerry was gas. Um, I'm not here to take the piss out of commentators or whatever. You know, they're there. I don't. I, I, I'd say a lot of sure, the volunteers, volunteers yeah, like so. Yeah, I doubt they might be get, get, given a few pound a game or whatever. But I'm sure most never just volunteers. Not for that performance, they should so, have been. Uh, well, they'd want to have been paid <laughs> to have to sit through Kerry every week, go there at the same time. So, um, but yeah, some of the commentary is just it's just it's just funny. Like just it's. Uh, like I know our, our commentators can be the boys as well, but Jesus Carey lads just did not stop giving out about the ref and the linesman and about how some of their players had to leave and start and that how Waterford were taking advantage of their pitch. So they're like, oh, well, they're just hitting it long now and getting the bounce off. The... It's, it's your pitch. Like, you know, if you don't like teams doing that, then get a proper like they, pitch. Well, like, I wouldn't can I just say, can they not just play a deeper line? Oh yeah, my play God. a deeper line. They're I've playing a high line the whole game. Line in my life. Yeah, it's crazy. But like I don't um, understand. Could they not like they play fifty percent of our games at home? Could they not just finally figure out how the pitch works and realize how to use it for themselves? You know what I mean? Well, that's 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 another thing as well. So yeah, all I did was really give out. But I suppose if we're just kind of used to it now with away matches, uh, you know, when you come down as 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 one of the big dogs of the league, and you kind of know you're in for a hide, and you're just going to sit there and give out for ninety minutes. I suppose isn't that so? 
Unless something drastic happens in the game. Well, they, they, they knew from the start they were going to lose. Um, yeah. Because before the ball even kicked off, one of the commentators said, so I can't remember exactly what he said now. I, I sent it into yourselves. Um, let me just get it up here. But It's because, um, it's because they heard the Waterford lads were sunning themselves down in Tremor the day before. Out in Tremor. But yeah, that was it, yeah. That was it. But um, what was it he said? Oh, yeah, they said uh, the Kerry subs were wearing blue bibs warming up and they said, oh, it might get, it might get a bit confusing. And then one of them goes, I don't think Waterford need any more players on the pitch to do what they're going to do. So <laughs> they knew from the start they were going to get absolutely hammered. Yeah. Um, they're just used to it at this stage, sure. Uh, yeah. Which, like, to be fair, though, like when Kerry came to the RSC, like they didn't like necessarily put in a bad performance. Like we didn't, like well, we didn't hammer them. So, you know, maybe they should have had a bit more faith. But again, I suppose maybe they shouldn't, looking at the end result. Um, I suppose we'll, we'll go through the goals. So, a uh, bit, bit of a quieter first half this time around. Um, two goals in the first half. Uh, Roland opened up the scoring on the 36th minute and Ronan got a goal then just before the half on the 45th. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the second half then, that's when we had one, two, three, four goals. The, the next three scored by Ronan. So he came out with four goals in this game, uh, followed by a sixth uh, you know, towards the end of the game by Barry Bagley, a.k.a. Barry Begley, according to the commentators. Um, so I suppose like two things to kind of share here. First of all, obviously Shane Griffin, that was his 100th game for the club. So yep. big shout out to Shane, fair play to him. You know, 100, 100 games for your, for your hometown club. Great going, unbelievable. Here's to another 100 for him. Uh, you know, unless he gets a big offer to go elsewhere, then, you know, spread your wings and fly or whatever. But if he's planning on hanging around, then... Here's to another hundred, but you know, Ronan's just crazy. It's just he's he's ten goals ahead in the top goal score. Like he is twenty three, and oh, what's your man for that loan? I can never say his last name. Piero, Piero, oh, Piero, yeah, Piero, Piero. He has Piero, thirteen. Yeah. He is thirteen. So like, it's ridiculous. Um, more goals than most of the teams. I was gonna say, how many more? Yeah. Doesn't he have more goals than like four teams? Yeah, yeah I think he's, he's level with Bronzo. More than any of them. Yeah. yeah, actually, sorry. I'm looking at the table. I'm looking at the table here, so I can tell you he's level with Bray, and he has more goals than Wexford, Tree, Longford, Finn, Harps, and Kerry. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And Bray are third. Yeah, Bray are <laughs> Bray are third with a minus goal difference. If I'm not correct, Bray are fifth according to the table. I'm looking at the same. My table is wrong. Third. Maybe the table I'm looking at is wrong yeah. now. But uh, no, at loan is third. Yeah, at loan. Cove. They were third at some stage then. Yeah, well, they're, they're, sure. they're Sick, they're fifth by a point. Like it's 26 oh, for Atlone, 26 for Cove, 25 for Bray. They must have changed after Monday. I didn't watch that. They, yeah, Bray lost on, yeah, there we go. on Monday. Yeah, so they, had lower, uh, they were later matches. That will that will do it. So, yeah, like it's mad to, to know that, you know, our striker has more goals than literally half the league. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. You know, we, we kind of had this discussion. Like, we've, we've kind of been talking about this pretty much since his first big game, which was that draw at home to Bray, where he yeah. got two. And then, uh, like, we, we've been kind of saying, and then obviously we had this descending off and it kind of went to shift in there. But we've been literally saying that since his first, like, breakout game so early in the season, that he is just, he's just a level above everyone else in the league. Yeah. You know, it's... You know, uh, you know, it's, it's great to have him. It's 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 fantastic because God knows where we'd be without him, without his goals this year. I don't think we would be where we are without his goals, because uh, he has been just a game changer for us in every sense of the word. Yeah. But 
it makes you kind of worried in the long term. Because yeah, yeah, I, I think it's it's gotten to a case now where we're reliant on him. Like in fairness, now, we, are. we had yeah. what was it five goals in the first half against Treaty, and to be fair, it was five different goal scorers, so that was good to see. But there's been games where we fully needed Ronan to score or we weren't winning. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And that Longford, the nil all draw against Longford, like obviously we can't speculate because he wasn't playing at all. But like you can't help but think, shit, if he wasn't suspended in this match, were we going to win 1-0 or 2-0? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like it's... It's just, defend, uh, to, to, be, to play the, you know, the Will Grigg card, but the defences are, defense are terrified of him because <laughs> he is... He's just he's just so well rounded. He's genuinely so well rounded. He's good in the air. He's strong. He's quick. He's skillful. Yeah. He can score with both feet. He's in terms of like League of Ireland. He is the complete package striker. Yeah. So teams are terrified of playing against him because they just can't they just can't handle him. If he gets if he gets half a yard of space, he'll more than likely hit the target. If he gets the drop on you on a high line, he'll he'll be able to beat you for pace. He's beaten centre backs in the air, you know. It's just if I was a defender, I'd fucking hate to play against him. And I'm sure that's what pretty much every defender in the league is thinking whenever he's playing. So even his presence on the pitch, even though, like we said, you know, treaty game, he didn't score all the goals and he doesn't score all the goals for us. You know, outside of him, our goals are fairly evenly distributed between, you know, a lot of our players. You know, like Roland, Shane. You know, they they crop up with their goals. Um. But he, he terrifies defenses into making mistakes. And yep. you know, so he's he is a he's just a game changer. It's the only way I can it's the best way I can describe him. He just he's changes matches. He's a what? Do you know the way they call uh, Van Dyke an aura defender? <laughs> no, but <I'll... laughs> well, thanks. An aura, <laughs> an aura attacker. I understand the concept and I agree with you. He is, he just yeah. he just sets Managing. defenses off. They just hate playing against him, and that even if it's not him scoring, that creates opportunities for everyone else to score. So, like, you look at... Well, like, he, has, look, he has four assists. He has the second most assists in the league. Well, this is the thing as well. Like, even like even if we look at, again, just to kind of go back to the treaty match for a second, if you look at Shane's first goal that Chris Con Clark set up, the second goal for us in the treaty game, right? Yeah. Shane just waltzed into the box just unmarked because all the defenders were just watching for Ronan to try and get on the end of the ball. Chris sends yeah. it back into the towards the penalty spot and Shane just strolls in has a few seconds, plays around with the ball a little bit, and then just sends it in because all the defenders are just worried about Rome. Worry more about Rome. Yeah. Yeah. And rightfully so. And that's why it's yeah, creating because even with, for other players. Even with two players marking him, he's still getting around him and still scoring. So it's exactly. like, it's not like we're tying up a man just to try and, because he's not even, like, he's not even tied up. No. Like, it's actually like having 12 players on the pitch most time because, like, if he was getting tied up or whatever, you'd say, all right, fair enough, he's tied up, but we're, ha- we're opening up other players. But like we're freeing up other players in the pitch, like that case where Griff is basically open entirely. And still, if the ball had went across the road, and he probably still would have done something with it, even if it was just an assist by himself or, or a goal. Like, yeah, like it's ridiculous. Like it is actually mental when you look at it. It puts a lot of fear in me in thinking, how the hell are we going to keep him? Because I can't well, see it. This is the problem. Like, I don't think we know for sure what his contract's like, whether it's up, whether it was just a one year deal. You know, he came in as as a free agent um, yeah. I, I would have assumed it was just a one year deal so you know I don't really believe you know what people are sort of fearful in the group about Fleetwood coming in from because A Fleetwood don't even have a fucking 
owner who can run a club at the moment. But um, you're in the same also, boat here, <laughs> I know, but still, you know what I mean. <laughs> but like, I don't think we need to worry about them snatching him up. Like, there's also like at the end of the day, and no disrespect to him, but like he's twenty seven. He's gonna be twenty seven at the end of the year. By the time the season's up, he's gonna be twenty seven. I don't see many English clubs picking up a lad in the Irish second division who's twenty seven. It's not like he's a prospect. If he was nineteen or twenty doing it, I'd be yeah, way more worried it's, it's about England like, knocking. It's not like Phoenix where he was twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, exactly. He's younger, so he can be seen as more of a project. Whereas, you know, maybe this is the you know the football manager ageist in me, but uh, you know, I see a twenty seven year old. I see he's in his prime. He's not getting better. Um, this is this is his time now, and there's also the fact that this season is just completely unprecedented, just by his stats, like you know, in his career. Does he have like more goals now this season than he's had in his whole career put together so far? I think so. I think yeah. So you know, he scores more goals now than like, he has in the last few years. So like I know he's had his injury ridiculous. problems. So, um, but like this, he has he has twenty three goals in fifteen appearances. Like yeah, the first yeah. division record is thirty goals. Like. He could like realistically, if you look at the last two games, he only needs two more games to do that. Like he'll have that by next Friday. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Even say let's give him a little while off, or not next Friday actually, because we don't have a match next Friday, but the Friday after. <laughs> but um, but he might never know. He might come. Never know. Seven. He never know. He don't, might do seven against Brady. Don't knock him. Um, but like, he should have that before the transfer window opens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's possible, and if not, well then he'll have it fairly soon after. Um. And that, that's the first division record. Like the entire League of Ireland record is 37. It's still very much so within his reach with only 15, like 15 appearances and 23 goals. Ridiculous. Um, he has four assists. Like if even if you just look at the assist then as well, just look at the team as a whole. Like four out of the five players, uh, you know, for the top five assists are Waterford players. Like it's, like you're saying, it's really unprecedented this year, this season in terms of the team. And to look at those stats, it's ridiculous to say that we're not first. And that just, I think, is a testament as well, in fairness, to how good um, Galway are. And not even how good, but just how clinical they are. Yeah. Um, and kind of just shows, you know, shines a light on that we do have a lot to do, even still, to try and catch up to them. And a lot of that as well is just kind of hoping that Galway drop points, um, as well as us winning every game that we can win. Because to have, you know, the top goal scorer in the league by quite a margin, and then four of the top five assisters. Like it's ridiculous to be still ten points without a second. There should yeah. be teams uh sniffing around Cochrane in the summer in the first in the Premier Division, sure. Premier yeah. Division. Oh, That's absolutely. what I'd be more worried about is, is Premier. I'm sure there's plenty of teams who who'd be interested in them. I suppose then the only thing is though, like, is this season an an anomaly? You know, is this his Michu season? You know? <laughs> is is it an anomaly? Is it because like we said, like he scored more goals this you know this season than he has in his, in his entire career up to this point put together. So, you know, he played for Premier Team. This is his first time dropping down to this division. You know, is it a case where? Now I know I because I, I, I don't want to slate the fella because of how amazing he's been this season. So I have no right to slate him, and I'm, I'm not slating him or anything like that. But obviously, there's there's kind of two ways you can look at this. The first way is. Up to this point in his career, his injury record has been spotty. So you could say he's never really had the opportunity to strain together the amount of games he's strung together for us to get into form and to get scoring goals regularly. And you know, he hasn't really stopped since he started. But then you also to look at it and say, okay, well, like he's this is his first time dropping down to this division. You know, he's been in the premier his whole career at this stage. 
you'd think at some point some team would have seen something so that he didn't have to drop down to the first division. So I think well, there's again, two you sides can, you, you can, can you look can, at it. Like Again, you could argue, though, is it's hard to see something in a player that what got very small string of games given the injuries. You know what I mean? But yeah, exactly. Like, how could you see something? You know, so... I don't know. I think it could have been at the same time, like you said, it could be an anomaly in that it is just this season, and I really hope it's not absolutely nothing against them. Um, because there is clearly a lot of potential even in him at his age. But it could just be a case that maybe this is just a once-off season. He dropped down and he is just head and shoulders above the rest purely because he has that Premier Division experience against first division teams. But it could also just be a case that he needed a season to just maybe set himself back down again after the injuries and just yeah. build himself up again. And, you know, it is kind of a step into the Premier, or a step back into the Premier Division for him. Um, you know, it's obviously going to be a lot easier for a Premier Division player to settle into the First Division after a string of injuries than it will be for him to maybe settle back into the Premier Division. So maybe that's all it is. Um, it's hard to know. And I don't think we, we will know until we see maybe potential bids that go in for him in uh, you know, in July, you know, our Premier Division teams looking at him thinking, hang on a minute, we missed the trick with this fella. Or are they looking at him and kind of, you know, obviously knowing a little bit more about all of it than the three of us would? Are they look at him, looking at him and saying, well, based on everything he's done before, this is just the season that he's just having a once off because he's playing against first division players and he's not actually that good in comparison to our own league. So yeah. it's hard to know. Like- I, I would be surprised if he moves on the summer. Like he just he seems like he's very well adjusted to the club. He's posts about the club all the time. He's always yeah. around town on his Instagram and stuff. So uh, I'd be surprised if he moves on in this window unless he gets a, a stupid offer. I think it's more likely that he'll move on at the end of the season. Now, if we get if we do end up getting promoted to the playoffs, maybe that gives us a bit of leverage to say, hey, look, you know, you got us here. You know, why don't you have a year and see if you can keep us here? Um, yeah. you know, I think, if yeah, you don't get promoted, then he's gone. Like simple as that. Yeah. I think we're playing, you know, and you know, we're we're basically trying to get promoted to keep him and you know players of his quality, you know, to, to kind of build on really because he is the kind of player that if he can continue that form, maybe not as many goals, but at least continue his form, you know, into a Premier season, you know, you know that kind of player is a difference between staying up and, and going back down again. So. Yeah, just have to wait and see, I suppose. But I, I will be surprised if he moves on this summer. I think I'll be extra it. surprised if he goes to Fleetwood. I think it comes down to the uh, the fact that if Andy wants to kind of make a bit of quick cash, uh, just because of like I know last year Forrest tried to sell off everyone in the summer. There was bit he tried to he tried, he was going to sell Phoenix. He was going to sell Junior. And then King Kavanaugh left as well. Yeah. And he didn't resign uh, Louis Britton either. Yeah. So that will be kind of a, because we don't know what's happening with this thing, this case either. Like, does he want to kind hey, of... I'm going to pull you on this one, Evan, because you know what? I was entirely of this mindset as well. And I said it to you during the week and you goes, ah, come here, sure. You'll get nothing off him. That's not going to help him at all. So um, what, was it, what, what, what gave you the change of mind on that one? I, I, I'm a very thoughtful person. And I like <laughs> to think a lot. Yeah, it, it it took you a while. You just didn't want to admit the time that I actually had. No way. What what was your what 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 were you saying? I was just saying that he might end up getting rid of him in the summer purely just because Poyle needs the cash, because we don't know how things are going to go with the fact that he might need to pay back millions. 
given the court case and God knows what way the clubs are going to land. My, my thing against time. that was that he's not going to get a lot for him. Yeah. If he's only there for a year, I don't see a load of people going, paying a lot of money for him if his contract's only for a year. Yeah, so what are you saying now then? I'm saying that he could sell a lot more than just Cochrane. Just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I, yeah, well, I wasn't admitting that happening. But I was then, just would then again, yeah. would that be would it be worth more just to try to get promoted? And then I don't know what the kind of a payout. I doubt it's much of a payout to get promoted. Like, yeah. but I so. think though you can you can advertise and market the club. I think that the the financial benefits of having a club in the Premier Division is a lot more than just the payout you get for being promoted. I'd say you can market the club and you potentially have. Uh, television the value goes up exactly uh, I don't I think, think it's, it's going to be enough to pay off his debts that he owes yeah, to, like, you know, to his whatever yeah I think it's most I think it's most much more I should say well in his best interest to get the club into the Premier Division as opposed to setting off players just to get a few bob to pay off because like we were saying he could sell like realistically he could sell a whole team like the team is what he two point something million or whatever it was at one point something million. like it's under five million. Like he's probably has to pay back twenty, if not more. So, like it's still not going to be a massive help to him. Um, you know, if he was just start selling off players. So I think it's much more within his best interest to get the actual get the team promoted and do what he can to get the team promoted, and then kind of look at it next season in terms of restructuring and moving around assets. Uh, not trying to bet because I know you do law, Martin. But like, how long would um not trying to estimate, Martin? But like, what would be the average kind of um jail time or something like that Um, I had it off the top of my head I had it I should say right now I can't think of it off the top of my head Um, I'll get back to you on it and we'll throw it up in the podcast when I put it up but just to have it in the, I'll throw up something on it but um, I don't want to be guessing and I can't think of it off the top of my head um, go on give us another guess we'd like to know go on lads go on give us another this, guess this, look, this reflects on. terribly on my education Um, especially considering it's a different jurisdiction uh, talk about something else and give me two minutes to do a little bit of research. We'll come back. Do that. Do that. I, I don't happy. think we have any. I don't think we have. Well, do we have Evan, two minutes? Look, Evan, can you get an update on t- as to what my father is doing in your house then? Oh, he's left. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually, um, he's just left. Actually. Oh, has he? There we go. He has just left, so he's probably en route back to your house. I would, I would hope so. I would hope. What What did he do? Did he get trestles? I have. I have. I. I. I, I, I think so. I. I believe he was collecting his. Uh, his equipment there. Fantastic, fantastic. Give me just two more seconds now. That's because I was hoping Evan would have a little bit more to say apart from the fact that we found. Well, like I, I can talk about other things if you want. Like I, I please, can please. Uh, How was your swim? You had a good uh, swim. You said it was good. I was, I was doing a. I was just laying off. I was listening to a, a football manager podcast actually, and I was just oh. laying off uh, in the pool, and it was great. Um, there's two lads from. It's a. It, surprisingly, it's two lads from Kilkenny who have like a really big one. Big. Big uh, football manager podcast. What well, what did they talk about? Just their saves or tactics? yeah, they just talk or... about their save. It's a they they work they both work for KCLR, the radio station, and they right. just an hour they get an hour off a day and they can just talk about. It. That's actually really enjoyable. Um, well, so I do. I had barbecue the last two nights. That was fun. That's this is nice. Oh, did the barbecue? Um, I had chicken skewers with a bit of steak on them as well. It was great. I had mushrooms. I don't know what your thoughts are on mushrooms, lads. I'm a very mushrooms. big mushroom man. Massive yeah. mushroom fella. Um, I look. Yeah. I, I'll just get you half his charges. Um, he had. He had. He was found guilty on two counts of intention to defraud creditors. Um, each of those would carry up to ten years in prison. Hmm. 
And he also had two other charges. Um, so, look, given the fact that he's fairly wealthy, I imagine it'll all be brought down a little bit. I don't imagine him kind of made an example of him. I'd say worst case scenario. Well, worst case scenario, you could get the full time. So that's at least 20 years and then whatever you get for the other two charges. But I'd say realistically, he might get five or six. So mm. even like 10, five suspended or something like that. Yeah, possible. Possibly. He might, he might get a longer sentence and then get a yeah, suspended sentence. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing is community service is off the list. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to be a case that he cleans up the surrounding area of the gaff and the local community. And yes, so uh, do, some do some charity work. Yeah, no, I don't think that's going to be the case. Unless he adds that as on top of the suspension. Nah, I doubt it. It's it's going to be it's very much so a case that he will be in jail and it, I'd say minimum of a couple of years minimum, but it's hard to know especially considering it's a different jurisdiction. And just um, remind the listeners, man, when is the sentencing? Do you want that again? Uh, it's early July. Um, as far as I can remember. Okay. I want to say this. I do remember you saying around the seventh. Third of July. Third of July. That's what okay. it's Monday the third. So that, the the week the episode we do that week will be juicy. Hopefully, anyway. Uh. Well, hopefully yeah. not. Well, hopefully, actually, well, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. not. hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully well, we come with good news. Well, at, at the, the same, same time, time, though, if he is it's guilty, not really actually, actually, I do hope it is. So, you know, yeah. I mean. yeah, you know what, actually, yeah, considering he defrauded, um, you know, small businesses and charities, I do hope there is a punishment involved. Just yeah. purely out of, you know what I mean? I'd like the charities to have a bit of money. But at the same time, I, I'd like more. <laughs> I want more to have a bit of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's really stuck in a rock and a hard place, yeah. Um. It really just kind of shows of do we have morals or not, and it's you know what it's it's it's, it's nearly like it's nearly like Waterford's own version of the Saudis and their oil money, at this point, um, just on a less extreme basis, much lesser scale, much lesser scale. Now maybe scale. if the Saudi bid doesn't go through at Man United, uh, that you know, you never Abby know. Will do it. No, no, or no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take over Waterford. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, sure. Yeah, I think we need to get the. It'd be better than Spurs, like. More chance of silverware, I suppose, than Spurs would. Much bigger chance of silverware. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, probably at least, at least a couple of years. Probably looking more so five or six, and we will know on the uh, the third of July. So just a little over, a little under a month. All right, we'll keep we'll keep an eye out for that anyway. Uh, before we wrap up, lads, anything else you want to sort of talk about, except for the fact that Wasim may or may not be on Love Island. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> we don't know like that for need... sure. Do not trust us. We are not. We don't know. Really we have any insider information. I feel like we need to offer context on that one. Uh, I um, just, yeah, it's just true. Invest- we're, we are investigative journalists at the end of the day, and <laughs> through our investigative work, we determined that, uh, that Wasim may be going on Love Island. And by investigative work, he essentially means he saw an independent article saying a League of Ireland footballer is going into the villa. And, um, and, and it wasn't just that. No, I did sorry, a bit sorry. More by reading, that, by right? reading the article, as opposed by to reading, reading the, the article, <laughs> yeah, by reading the article, it had said that the person was not an Irish native. They were in their early twenties and they were a fringe player. That Correct. all that all fits Wasim. There was also the fact that Wasim hasn't been in the match day squad for the last two weeks. Now no, I didn't realize. Yeah, well, I didn't realize that. So there uh, we go. And he was <laughs> posting had, quite frequently on his Instagram stories, and you can't do that when you're going to trouble. Well, I see. I don't know. I don't know anything about Love Island. Uh, I'm not That's a weirdo fair. who watches it like Martin. The, um, look, the best part of it like, was though was literally you sent that message at ten o'clock yesterday morning, right? Uh, which would have been Tuesday morning for any listeners. 
Um, and on Monday evening, when Love Island was on, there was a fella entered the villa, and he was French, and he looks kind of like a version, like a was seen from Wish, shall we say? <laughs> um, so I actually sent a picture into the lads and said, "Lads, we see him was heading on to Love Island, take the piss." And then less than twelve or just over twelve hours later, Adam said it actually was a possibility. Um, he would be now, the first water player on Love Island. He wouldn't be the first water player on Love Island. Actually, you're correct. Is that true? Who else? Uh, that is name? true. That is true. Evan, do you remember the name? It was, I think it was Simpson, was it? I can't remember. That's poor for you. Well, look, lads, you're only convincing me further. You're only convincing me further now. There's Waterford Roots in the in the second TV show. So it was, it was. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Simpson. Um, he played yeah, for Waterford years ago. Yeah, I know, yeah. He played for Waterford in 2019. Um, and he went into the villa. I can't remember. Who'd be? Does it matter who he picked a couple of It does not matter. It really does not matter at all. Don't uh, all Just, that matters is you've convinced me now Wasim is going to be on Love Island you've heard it here first now Evan uh, done a bit of investigative work Evan oh yeah uh, I what, found what out who is. I don't care it's Wasim <laughs> now can I, it, it's a Shelburne sub goalkeeper and what I find really funny is him going into Damien Duff and being like here I'm off the Love Island I'll see you later <laughs> and I can just imagine the look of disgust on Damien Duff's face <laughs> who by all accounts, would be a very grumpy man. Yeah. <laughs> his face when one in his only sub, well, I don't know if it's his only, but his sub goalkeeper says that to him. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I can't. The, the I, w- I would like to be behind the wall. I'm just having a look here, lads, at uh, Aaron Simpson's time in the villa. Uh, he lasted 10 days. Nobody cares. <laughs> Sorry. Um, on that note, we are ending the podcast. We're <laughs> not that talking, bombshell. We are not talking about Love <laughs> Island. Right. Tomorrow night. Uh, oh, no, no. <laughs> fuck that. We're not talking about Love Island. Oh, no, I don't even know what you're referencing. Right. So <laughs> next up, we have Bray at home. Uh, yes. Again, should be should be winning. I've come to the conclusion that our league is split into three, four tiers. There's Galway, who are better than everybody. There's us, okay. who are better than everybody else. Yeah. There's a rake of teams who are very similar. And then there's Kerry. Rake of teams very similar. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically the four tiers. So, no, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. Can, can we put can we put Finn Harps in the same boat as Kerry? Actually, because yeah, I think they be, deserve to be there. I think they deserve to. Be. Like they're they how many last. points? They just they're easy. Yeah, but they have. Although, having said points. that, though, they, they are tied with Longford. They have they have literally double the points of Kerry. So they do, no. but Finn Harps were in the Premier Division last season, and Kerry sorry, they've tripled the points of Kerry. My apologies. But the Finn Harps have half their team doing the leaving, so I don't think so. <laughs> Adam, what you're, <laughs> Adam, what you're failing to realize is Finn Harps this time last year were in the Premier Division, and Kerry this time last year were a single picture on Instagram that yet didn't have a team. That's good for all of them. At the end of the day, Kerry have six points. So yeah, no, they are, they are by far the worst team in the league. In fair, yeah, but it, like six it's points. It's not their fault. Didn't exist. Like they it's not, alone. it's not their fault. I'm not saying that's their fault, but they are the worst. That's a great team in the performance league. from a team that had from a team that had to go in sit English paper one this morning. Listen, <laughs> I'm not blame. I'm not saying they're a bad football team. Like no, I, well, I am saying I'm saying they're a bad they're, football they're team. It's not their fault. Some decent good young players, to be fair. Okay. Potential. Potential. That's fine. Like they're going to play out loan now in two days' time, and the lads are going to be there comparing the notes that they're fucking had for their leaving cert. <laughs> you know what I mean? In the warm up, they're going to be like. I wonder will freaking... I wonder will the match get postponed purely or like call off, and will they just take the the forfeit? What are they going to do? Just because they nah. don't have enough people on the team. 
Like, that'd be hilarious. Surely they'd have some foresight knowing this is a summer league. The Leaving Circle is on for what three weeks? Is it? Like, yeah, I, no idea. I can't remember. Depends on what you're doing. Ten years since I did one, so. yeah, right. Jeez, I Adam, you've held yourself being a bit older. Yeah. Twenty eight's not um, is not that old. Well, as you said earlier, you're coming to the prime of your career. You're, you know. Oh yeah, well if I was soccer, I was sure. Look, if I was a soccer player, then just like kill me, like. Oh, right. Bring me out the back and put me down, you know. 28 <laughs> of mice and men, kind of a leaving sort of reference there, exactly. Um, that was junior, <laughs> sort of, I don't know. Uh, junior, sort of, I believe. But look, we are going well off topic. So, look, can I just week. give an update? Actually, can I just give no. one update here? No, just one quick update as long no, as it doesn't go case, anything to do case, with Love Island, it doesn't. But just in case anyone was worried, my father has a right home. There we go, there you sake. go. Just, We'll close that story now. Right, I'm wrapping things up. <laughs> Next week we'll be back to talk nice. about Bray, and then we'll probably have a, a bye week. Was well, obviously there's a bye week in the league, so probably have a bye week back for a week, and then we're probably gonna take a few weeks off because I'm getting married and going on my honeymoon, so I'm not gonna be here, and I'm not. Well, Adam, I hate to break it to you, but I hope you're here for Adney Poyley sentencing because that is a po- episode we cannot miss. Oh, I should. I, I won't be. I'll be in. I'll be lying off on a beach in the south of France. When well, Andy I hope you have your laptop so. and mic in the south of France because <laughs> Andy Poyley sentencing needs. A, we need to live stream that episode. On. <laughs> you better be bringing the laptop and the mic to that episode. See what happens. She might divorce me a few days. The significant, the significant, the significant she, daughter. She, she'll divorce you for playing FM in the beach in the first place. So you may as well just bring the money. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know how. The significant daughter has. A, a, am, I, am I not right in saying your significant daughter has a law degree? She can also be a correspondent on Andy's sentence. That's actually not. That's that. That is true. Uh, yeah. You are, there we you go. Are, you are correct. There that. we go. It can be. A, it can be a, a couple's bonding experience as a newlywed. <laughs> report. Listen, I've tried. To, I've tried to end this episode ten times now. This is it ended for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. No. He doesn't have I want me dinner. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Sorry again for the delay in this episode coming out. We'll see you next week. Up the blues.